<laughs> co-star? Are you fucking kidding me? When there's two stars, it's a star and a star, they're each other's co-stars. Yeah. S-U-B-V-E-R-S. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you for getting it right. cut that you gotta cut that out because no i'm gonna stop you right now because i'm getting unsolicited messages no i am getting unsolicited messages where people are randomly messaging me no 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 because you're disappointing a lot of our fans because i'm not responding it's annoying you know i hate small talk what happened Yes, because you think, people think, because I don't want people, we don't see each other as much, so we do a lot of catching up offline, I feel like our audience would get to know us better online if we talk online together, so how you, how you been? Chief marketing, the chief marketing officer. Yeah. That's a bigger I, title. It's like I said, you know, my work day is 17 hours a day, and that, you know, on top of trying to market and promote myself for Twitter, from Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, OnlyFans, Just for Fans, making the content, and the content put out there, it's also constantly learning how to use the platforms. Which don't get it all. Two birds, one stone. You know, the more I learn about TikTok, it helps me for you know a late night cruising TikTok. Same thing with Instagram. The more I do on Instagram or, or Twitter, it's more for me for late night cruising. So it is two birds, one stone. But you have these moments where, I'm, like even YouTube, like we were talking about, this, I have the YouTube. I, I, I can't even just trying to maintain and learn about what live things I can do on TikTok to what I'm allowed to say, research, research, and then trying to go and find a YouTube. What I really mean by this is that. When you're doing this for, it's not only love, a profession, it is a lot. Because the thing is, like, you know what, when you're just doing it to fuck around, like, oh my god, picture me at the beach, I don't understand it, it's not working, 
now, whatever. And then, like, you know, what, when you get around to, you know what I'm saying? Where when it's like, even though it's all good and fun stuff, when you're doing, literally, I counted, I'm on 12 different platforms between late night cruising forward and just promoting. When you have 12 different ones to sit there for 20 It's a full time job. It's a full time job. What? What? Overtime. We, <laughs> Betty White Betty White is, is 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 shaming you right now. Yeah, I'm giving up Rachel Maddow for you, just FYI. Did you have a good time at the casino? So you're a high roller. You you're a mid roller.
play another 20 if you want. <laughs> I never, the point is this, I never take money out of my pocket. So for example, if I win 50 bucks, I'm not gonna lie to you. Scratch off 20, all right, so now I'm gonna buy 50 bucks worth of scratch offs. I wanna take a dollar more out. See what I'm saying? Like, if I win my 20, if I do a $20 buy, I win 20, I go buy another $20 scratch off. I never add to the buying because I, in my head, like last time I, I took a, a extra $100 out of a savings to continue playing and have fun. This is the thing. Was that my rent money? Absolutely not my rent story. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, and also, like we talked about it too, I don't go out drinking, I don't do fun. You know, my, my fun is actually really the podcast, which after this, I'm supposed to go out to uh, try to investigate some things for clothing and God knows by the time we hang up it's not going to be tough. But that listen, that's been my few days of chaos. What about you, Ricardo? I've been... What are some things that you did this week? Well, you know... Well, you know it was brick outside so there wasn't much going on with it being me. For me, it was actually shows that I really found very homoerotic and like topics that we actually put, played on, which was so dope. So the show Euphoria with uh, Zendaya as a high school um, junkie. Prime. Uh, I, I like six of them, and I literally watch an hour. Everyone is literally like, "Get H." It's not even cheap. I'm like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, I'm not, "I don't want to spend another." What? What is? How much is the month? Ten dollars. Ten dollars. Oh, okay. All right, that's not fair. That's <laughs> yeah, not no, fair. like at, it's either like ten or twelve, something like that. But um, the reason why I brought that show up because it really touched on a lot of straight women and a mixture of both like for instance this is one character named cat um she uh, euphoria euphoria yes and so the spoiler so the spoiler alert is that she um discovered cash pay pigs and cash pigs so she, so she, but she also under, she also learned uh, cryptocurrency. So she wanted to be able to get the money anonymously without having to, um, you know, cash up her name or anything like that to her account. So she found these, you know, these drug dealers who was like explained to her. Uh, this one, he's a young kid named Ashtray, and um, he explained like, oh, like. Yeah, cryptocurrency is digital currency, and that you can you can get it from anyone anywhere, and you can cash it out because it's you know it's digital money. And so she went to cash it out. He it, it was like for two hundred. He gave her one sixty. She was like, "I gave you two hundred. He was like, "Processing fee." <laughs> and here you go, because you want to anonymously at the same time he's taking that crypto from you. Well, no questions asked, and no bank is not going to, you know, going to question where you got. It. He's not going to question where you got it from. So that was well, fascinating. Isn't Cash App like that? Um, yes, but the thing is, Cash App is linked to you personally. Okay, because in the world of hookers, and when I say hookers, fantasy builders, you know how I feel about 
very strongly about this because nothing that uh, fantasy builders. I just, I just, it took me a minute, but fantasy builders. I like I, that. I'm not kidding. I'm building a fantasy. I say building. Uh, it's you know, like a fantasy builder is the, the point is this. You know what? It's so funny. We're talking about all this February as well. Because last night I was watching like every homosexual man in the world. I'm watching the Golden Palace. Oh, God. No, no. I'm going to stop because let me, let me, before we get delve into deeper, because there's a few things I want to make sure I, I get off. So, another character um, discovered that his dad likes to hook up with um, men, young boys. And it also, like, the whole slave and submissive kind of thing. And he has this, like, he's almost like he's like a latent homosexual in that he don't want to look at guys' penises. Because he finds them attractive. And he don't want to get aroused. So he goes on. A, he's like on Grinder, And he saves dick pics. So his girlfriend. Yeah. So I'll give you a lot of spoiler alerts. But I don't want to give too much more. But that's. It's a lot in that. And so, so there's so many. Know, no, we all need to watch Euphoria first. Secondly is though. We have to talk about this So wait. So because you know. The straight men that are gay. The penis, penis envy. Oh, 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 oh! It was the penis humiliation that Cat discovered when she was searching. She, she, they showed it on that, where one of her first cash pigs wanted her to talk about. Yes. No, it happened on Euphoria. Like she, she was. He told her about it, and so she, he showed her. Like she went to his profile to see what he was into, and that's when she discovered girls doing. They was smacking his penis. So he wants girls to laugh at his penis. Yes, and I thought he said he was gay secretly. No, no, no. I went. I saw. I circled back to Cat. Oh. The cash pick because I, I, you know how you. It triggered my like there was two things I was trying to remember so I could remind you, and I. The small penis humility. I mean that one. I always say like that. That the fetishes, and I, you know, we always like to uh, dip and talk about fetishes. You know how I'm obsessed with fetishes, but fetishes really are not so much. There's so many fetishes that are really unisex, and that they're not gay or straight or like like you know I, I always say it's like you know it's true. I I have so many. You know, when I, cause I do phone sex, and I love doing that. And uh, as a, uh, doing it as a dom, there are so many clients I have that are straight men who are in small penis relation for a man because it's the point of a man, you know, the more exact example, Bondage, that show on Netflix. Netflix, the guy Oh, yeah. Scene. Bondage is on, no, on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I talked about yeah. Bondage. The, the, the yeah. Guy in, the, in that TV series, like, it wasn't about him being gay. He just liked uh, men Co- and because remember, he loved the, the penguin suit guy. But there's a lot of men, though, who it doesn't matter, and I've met this many times. There's a lot of men who are not gay nor straight. They're gay or straight. They do not, like, for example, a woman laughing at their dick being small completely makes their dick go, dick go soft, and it's like not a turn on or anything. Because like, these men are like men who are straight, by the way. They're like, it's only when a man does it. that whole. I think it's though the I think it's the alpha in and two like the alpha male and the powers dynamics. I get it. Um, 
you and that ex, that reminds me of the post that I screenshot it and he was explaining about and I think I said I sent it to you but I just can't remember but it was basically he was saying how what girls find him ugly and not attractive and he learned that he instead of like gay men like feminine gay men like him I'm not so he's able to like fantasize by being a girl by being with a gay man to fill his sexual appetite because a lot of women don't find him attractive so that rejection that he gets from women he he's less likely to get it from gay men even though he doesn't want to quote unquote be with gay men but it it fulfills his sexual desire does that make sense because like because like because for me it's like sometimes you're the it's like basically comes down to the does the end justify the means you know the, the that saying where it's like the ends justify the the like like the what you do to get what you want is justifiable based on how you get it Why is it? Why is But I don't. I don't. I don't think everyone is emotionally goes in to have sex emotionally. I think sometimes it's also logic. Some people no, to their. There's a lot of men who don't have games that get rejected a lot by women. That's why, that's why a lot, that's why, that's why cruising in, like, that's why that book, but the tea room tray, like, a lot of them, they just couldn't get it. Like, they can't either seek it out or they just have such bad luck with women that they know that, and like, look at society. Gay men all want to have sex with a, with a straight man. So a lot of these straight men feel attractive when it comes to gay men because they get the attention that normally they wouldn't get for women. And like and like the dynamic of, you know, the courting and the dating and the emotion that comes with women, a, a lot of those hangups don't really reside with gay men, quote unquote. You know, so Different 
sexual experience to us as gay men because we're a sexual minority. We don't have that opportunity. Like I constantly say, and this is where I'm getting a little bit of what I'm trying to get back to about this story you were telling about Euphoria, was that it's not that we're promiscuous. It's that when we see another man at the bar, we don't have the liberty like that straight woman to be like, oh, no, take me out to dinner, sailor. I'm not going home with you. Even though this man's so beautiful, he's not going to always get lucky to find that one-night stand girl. Whereas as gay men, when we find another gay man, we don't have that that luxury to say no. And that's where a lot of times a lot of gay men... So we're sexual opportunists. We're... Use, we're exactly. So I would say we're not promiscuous. That's something we're forced to be promiscuous. Because like, you know, like, okay, if I go out tonight to Ramrod here in Fort Lauderdale, or the Eagle, I'm supposed to go to these two places. Literally, I'm only going... That's what she said. I can see what you're saying from that perspective. That's usually for like the more extrovert, but the introvert who are not attractive, who are not well groomed, who don't have po- who's not polished, who you know are just to them is 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 the logistics and the lot justification of like I'm my eyes are better. I may not do everything sexually that I would want to do with a woman. No, 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 no. This was I'm, I'm referring to the meme that the the meme I'm talking about. Oh. That's the mean. Like he literally, 
was basically like laying out how he like how he came to this conclusion based on his you know and it's just like it's almost like a sexual survival in mind that's how it's like sensible survival justification like i need to have i want this but even if i can't have what i want i can i can work i got this other option it may not be everything but it's not it's not a you know it's just like how we feel about people who like live in like middle America who don't have that many options and have to drive hours and they have to hook up with somebody like that they wouldn't <laughs> what you were saying was like I, I'm gonna say it, and I, again I say this very humbly. I have a better shot with women. I know I'm not trying to speak negative. I have more women who have really, really told me and been serious in my life that Brian, I think you are a beautiful, handsome man, and if you were straight, I 100 percent would would be with you. I and when I say women, beautiful women, like I have a lot of beautiful, close girlfriends. Translation, Brian Lips hangs out with the pretty girls. But no, you know, I'm not lying. I'm so good. That was controversy. You were, you were, you were the gay, you were the, the, the one gay, the designated gay, uh, this other guy we were the gays it was just two of us like it was just like we it's like we had no girlfriends we didn't even try to like try to pretend like we had girlfriends and it was just like we were the we were the gays we we stayed to ourselves. and it's like and it was funny you could always tell who was the gay in each you know how you could tell back then it's so it was it was it was how they held their books if you carried your books <laughs> Uh, you carry your books on your on your arm and not under your arm. 
That's if a man carried his books in his that's how you knew who was gay. That was that was the indicator. I didn't carry it, but people just knew I was gay, so it was just like It's like they don't realize there's more gay people than there are that they know of, and they think that oh my god, this is a rare moment that you two are both gay. It's like oh my god, we got to put you together, and I think it's to really heteronormalize gay people. Like to them, if you're in a couple in a relationship, they can just like that's normal to them. They can see, understand. Okay, so from there it's like a, almost like a science, like a, like a lab experiment. Like we put these two together, and they made, you know, how you know that would be perfect. Well, straight people do blind dates. Still, like, like, that's why I'm giving respect. Like the, the women, for the most part, the you know, there's a lot of straight men who are supporters now too. The thing is, I understand where they're coming from. You know what? How many times do you have that straight friend who has, oh my god, you're single? Like I have a great guy, and the girl looks and goes. Oh my god, you're trying to hook me up with this guy that I'm completely not attracted to. That's life. But with gay people, like you just said it best, they get more excited because I know two gay people. Let me make sure I meet, make them meet each other. Because the thing is, even though they're trying to help, it's also like a sadness because like I always constantly keep on saying the self-realization of we are a sexual minority. What I mean by that, I always say it's like, you know, if you are a minority of color or religion, you can break outside of you. Like you know, every black man does not have to date a black woman. Every, you know, Chinese man is not the date of Chinese woman. You know what I'm saying? Where with gay people, yes, I can only date within my minority. And I constantly bring that up. Because the thing is, and that's what the sadness is, which kind of links into my song story that I want to tell you about. Um, I'm not sure if you're ready for it. Your song story? Oh, you better do the show too? Huh? Sauna. Sauna. Oh, sauna. Yeah, go ahead. And you didn't appreciate it. I, I really do. But even 
was gay and going to cruise. Palm Springs, when I went there for gay pride, the, I went to the gym that was very dead every day. Every time I opened that door, there was a man there who was waiting to see if I was going to grab my... Like, yeah, it wasn't a secret, was what I'm saying. New York Sports Club, we always... Uh, crunch, all the gyms in New York. Yes, as much as there still are straight men, we always talked about this, that we, we forget that, that, you know, every day there's someone. So even living in Fort Lauderdale, which is a gay city... Fort Lauderdale is still a very, well, it matters, a very small area. The majority it's of Florida is still straight. Even though, like, Our closeted. Our closeted. Yes. But still, the point is, so when I go to LA Fitness, or when I go to Crunch here in Wilton Matters, Fort Lauderdale, not Wilton Matters, Fort Lauderdale, the majority of the men at the gym are straight. It's not like New York, where you always have that chance. And the thing is, I've not done it. I've not played in the sauna steam rooms. Even here in Wilton Manors, I've heard there's a few gyms that are very, very gay, which I haven't gone to. But again, I'm talking about how in New York, it didn't matter if it was New York Sports Club Crunch. You know, it happened more than enough. Like, don't get me wrong, I've definitely been in a New York Sports Club Crunch steam room with all straight men. That is true. We are a minority. But so here in Florida, every time I just started going to sauna with my clothes on, because, again, I don't, you know, there's no towels. Like, you, listen, everywhere else, you know, I will say this. It's a thing. In New York, you can't, you can't, you have to take a shower there. Because there's no way you're going to be dripping sweat going on the subway, you know what I'm saying? So they give you towels. So in in the suburbs and other places, like, even I will say L.A., they didn't have that. They didn't give you towels to shower. So I don't know. For me, I, I would go home. I've noticed there are a few men here who do shower, and I've heard there are, there is cruising. Today was my first time with this man that I think is beautiful, where I finally was in there. And the reason why I'm bringing up the story is, because we started talking about late night cruising, by the way. <laughs> because right away, I see this beautiful man. I don't know what hit me, but I'm like, it's so rare that you ever see just two men in the sauna. Because again, New York, I'm going to say, I don't care what the fuck they all want to say. All the gay cities, the place where there's really heavy cruising, the gyms know their profit. I'm going to say this. I'm going to find this a topic I think that every listener will love. Every time you've ever had any kind of sex in a sauna steam room where it was a thing, it was set, the gym is like, oh, that's not allowed here. But the sauna is secretly all the way down where like you really can see someone. Here at Fort Lauderdale, it is like they, they blow they're making it because they don't want that. Like for example, the sauna, the door's right in front of the bathroom. The very, very, very busy bathroom. So every man who comes into the gym who's going to pee and shit and it's a very busy gym is walking through and again the majority of these men are straight. So I always said there's no way gay men can play here. And even in this situation, this is the longest I've ever been in the sauna with one other man. Right away, once we started doing what I'm about to say, two straight men walked right in. So I said that to, I was, basically I wasn't even I wasn't even really letting the chub grow because this man is there. I know he's homosexual, and I always thought he was so hot. And I'm not friendly at the gym, and I just I don't know what had hit me, but I, I just looked at him and I literally again went at cruising 101. I just fucking grabbed my dick, and again it was that whole like 
in 25 seconds. I'm being that 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 serious. Where we had the freedom to even grab our dicks. So right away I stopped him. I'm, like, right, I'm not gonna get fucking a hard dick here when any second a straight man's walking. So I said to him, so uh, do 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 a lot of guys cruise in here? I kind of broke that fourth wall because as I did that, of course a straight man walked in, which I knew was gonna happen. And we literally had this conversation in front of these two old straight men, and he flat out told me he was like, you know what's so funny? He's like, there is actually. There's cruising here. He's like, but I regret what you're saying. So I'm trying to and land this version. So I said, I said, how the fuck do you play here? I'm like, every goddamn second is a straight man. And I literally opened the door and seen like six, like we're talking like dressed straight men, like in there, you know. I said, also, I said, every second there's there's a lot of gym staff. Like it's not like a normal gym. Like, like every second there's a trainer in there. I'm like, he goes, it's really, 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 really hard. But every once in a while, you'll see a few guys in here. Like start to be like I've never seen any kind of sucking, jerking, we're playing. So again, it's not like a gay, 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 gay city. He's like, but it's enough because what we do get away with is we'll cruise here and then we go into the showers. So I was like, okay, which we do in New York as well, but here that's all your choices because there's no choice of pulling your dick out in this this song. The second thing was the late night cruising was to right away I started talking about like cruising da da da. Even in um. The showers, though, he was saying, as much as they do that, still, with such a sh- big amount of straight men, he couldn't even really go in the showers because, you know, they'll come for you. And right away, I started talking about late night cruising because I was saying the point of how we take for granted what we have and how so many times viewers and listeners have yelled at me about this. You forget what the rest of the world is like. And now that I don't. <laughs> I live the rest of the world, and I'm going to New York. I love that because I, I brought you up. I, I, hopefully, I'm not just saying hopeless man watching this right now. We started talking about, you know, how we, have, you know, I started talking about the listener who tells us about the two-hour drive for hookup. How there are men, in, when I say in the world, in basically the majority of America, who even me bitching and complaining about Fort Lauderdale not being like New York. There are men who literally go on grind or scruff all these different sex apps, you know, and they're looking every day, day and night, and they're not seeing another gay soul in sight in their town. And then all of a sudden, one night, maybe once a month, or once every two months, a man who's 100 miles away will message them, and that listener who did, did what was that, two-hour drive for hookup? And here I am bitching complaining because no one ever answers me back that. But when someone does, I'm doing a 10-minute drive. And I'm complaining because of how in New York there's so many glory hole sex parties, saunas. Like I said to the guy, I'm like, you know, in New York, I always looked, I never jerked off before the gym. Because for the most part, I'm going to say this, I pretty much came every single day of my life. I hate you. In the gym. I fucking hate you for that. Because I am that guy who constantly overheats in a sauna or a steam room and I, I never come. No, but we, we, I know you're a comer. Like, we, we, we discussed this. And that's it. Like, there'd be times there'd be guys that bluntly didn't want to play with me, and I'd be like, oh, perfect. Cause I don't want to play with you either. I'm, I'm, I do that actually when I go to the Club Fort Lauderdale or bathhouses. I, I, I have guys who get mad at me because I'm so bad at cruising. Well, I say it's not bad. I'm, I'm so selfish. I just want to bust them up and jerk. I remember when I shot this big load, and all these guys who 
I was I felt very beautiful and, and grateful. There were a bunch of guys who were cruising me and they were like, What are you doing? You're leaving? Like one of the guys literally stepped out and said that to me. I'm like, Yeah, I just want to jerk off because I, I, I want to play with you. I'm like, Oh, I'm like, I didn't even look around and see if anyone wants to play with me. I see one guy that thinks hot. Like, I literally jerk off near the lockers. I would jerk off walking around before the lockers. I'm like, I just need to see one guy that I think is hot and jerk off and make a watch and watch his. So you're like a monogamous jerker? <laughs> I am. Because this is my thing. And this is, I know it sounds hopeless and very cruel and self-degrading to myself. I'm at this point in my life the last, I want to say, year, I used to always be like, Jim, I don't care anymore about sucking dick, getting subs, playing with men. I just want to come for me. And my thing is, like, when I go to these places, like, I, I'm just done with spending hours on scruff or grinder. I'm, I'm You're, I, we all, why did I say, what I say, I say this every week, <laughs> this subject comes up. You are an extrovert. The extroverts are no longer on apps. They have moved back to cruising live. It's the land of introverts. But finish telling your story about the, the guy in Asana. Also, but I don't. The thing is, you haven't been trained to know what to see. Like for me, I can go in any small town and pick out the gays because I'm trained to see the body. Because for us, it's not. It's very not communal. It's non-verbal social cues. No, but like, but like, but like when you go out, just in public places, you can you can know. I can go and scan the room, be like. Who's attracted to me and all that? Well, I think I think it's just because you've been very busy. Because you realize your life wasn't your life wasn't. You, I think I think it's your schedule. Gotcha. Seven months. This was the first time for the opportunity. 
Do you think? Do you think it's certain times that it? Do you think it's like like is it like late night or do you go different times? Talk about. 
continue, but you take for granted what you have. Because these men, again, like the guy, the two-hour drive, to them, coming from Baltimore, where other than, like, the two gay bars, and, you know, again, it's not a three miles, it's all of a sudden it's a half stage, 15 miles away. Oh, my God, that's why, because to them, we're so ungrateful. To them, this is so many more opportunities than they've ever had. And that's where me and this gentleman in the sauna, who he's from that city, he was actually relating to me, and we were both, like, he was going back and forth, and I'm like, God, it's so great to meet another pig from another city who knows, like, there's a life like that, you know? Because with me, it's like, yeah, you really, and also, again, we were talking about this, too. I'm going to say, we'll talk about this. You know, New York, just when I was back there for the week with you, oh, my God. Bing, bang, boom. I filmed with three people around working, like, nonstop. You know, Florida, people see me on Grindr, Scrub, all these apps. A, they think I'm a whore. B, they... Well, you are a whore. <laughs> they want nothing to do with me. And when it comes to filming, it's that whole not New York City straightforward mentality. It's you very know, laid back. I, I don't get me wrong. Trust me, there are queens in New York, too. I'm like, hey, girl, you want to film? Cricket, cricket. Or the whole, oh, thanks, I'm actually really busy. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, listen, I have, like, that's what I'm trying to say. It's not that you can't, you can't stereotype everyone. Good right. You know what it is? You know, I, you want, so, it's the, it's the intimidation. Also, they want that exclusivity. They want to feel special. Some people don't want you to be, they want you to, they want to feel like they got the diamond in the rough that's so unique and, but a lot of times it's all for show and they're not sexually, because the thing is, how did you find me in the first place? You you were doing you were you were on Twitter, looking for it and you you know so it's that and dynamic I, of Twitter is linked to my scrub and my grinder and all my other apps. So in their defense, but I want to compliment more the majority of the gay world and their struggles because what I mean by that too is I'm very bad in my own personal life with gay men, but in New York I'm going to say it again and again LA I've been to a lot. A lot of very, very, very intense gay places. There's always those queens. I was in queens. I call us all queens. They're straightforward. But like, like even me, like, hey, I think you're hot. Learn, Fort Lauderdale's really opened up my life. And when I say Fort Lauderdale, I mean Florida in general. Because there's so many men that I've attacked, and I've been attacked very nasty. Where I've learned now that I'm a little more, you know, I just really kind of calmed. I've seen so many men. And how really, wow, it's so confusing how these men, like, are so scared and they're not aggressive. Like, like in New York, we say, like, we talked about this before. There's a man, I'm calling him out a little bit, I'm not going to say his name. There's a man who literally I've been obsessed over for, like, fucking seven months here. I literally got to the point where I finally sent every dick pic I have. So I'm like, what is a dick pic? Full body, face. And I'm like, these are pictures I jerk off to myself of myself. So I'm like, I look fucking good there. And the man answered me. Wow, what a fat, thick, delicious, uncut cop. I literally dropped to the floor because my dreams had come true. The man that I think is beautiful finally, finally, after seven months, answered me. It just took me 750 messages and, you know, every That's day. crazy, Brian. That's crazy. The, 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 no, it's but it's crazy. not crazy. It, it's, it's, 
Persistence? It's persistence. Because, like... No, 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 we saw it hooked up. It's the point that in New York, he, this guy would have bluntly told me, I'm not into you eons ago, like month one. With this man, here's the point of the story is, he told me, so he's into me. And that's where it blew, mind blow. So seven months, and you think I'm hot? And you've never answered me. And even after sending that dick pic, which probably was about now two months ago, I don't even message him anymore because I'm like, it makes me sick. If I ever thought a man was attractive, the thing, I the thing him. is, the thing is, that's it's normal. That's a culture yeah. shock. No, yes. that's a culture that's shock for I you. <laughs> the I'm world. I'm considering Fort Lauderdale gay USA because I'm learning it's me, not them. There are so many men who have told me and think I'm attractive, but literally will never message me back on Scruff or Grinder. You're too aggressive. You're too aggressive for introverts. You, I feel like you're going after introverts. You got the guys who are not responding like that. People, there's there's men out there, but you're not going towards them. You're attracted. You. I want to ask. I want to ask you a question, Rick, for you and our listeners. Okay. I say our you know, I love this. I can't wait till we're on like really on YouTube and we do just TikToks. So we've been asked us. I want to ask you this question. Now, for an extrovert, when I do go out, I've seen this a lot in Florida. I know it's different. New York was so fast, so straightforward. And a friend from Georgia taught me this. Here and everywhere else, people really drag out Chase and Hunty. Yes. Because they mimic their hetero, they're mimicking their hetero counterparts. Because they care, because where you're you're living at, they care about what other people think. And that's, and that's, and that's the, and that's, why I don't live where I live from in Indiana. I can't live there. Because I don't. It's a, it's a cult. Don't forget, it's a regional thing. Like, the regions matter. The regions do matter. Like, where you live, where you've grown up, and where you moved to, that's why people, you see those people who say, I'm going to chase my dreams in New York City. I'm going to chase my dreams in L.A. Because they know the culture and environment that's acceptable. And they live somewhere where it's like, it's not celebrated. Well, I will say though, thank Jesus Christ and Nazareth. Anyone who's listening who's from Fort Lauderdale is probably, Alex, it's great. Fort Lauderdale, we win because of the tourists. So I'm talking about the locals. Because like, for example, if I do go out to Ramrock tonight, which I think I really should do something for, it's been over a month since I've been in a bar. If I do go, and I'm going to say this, because of the who I am, because I'm trying to learn and change, if I have any kind of sexual activity tonight, it'll be with a man who is a tourist. Or it'll be with a man who is a hard... There are pigs here, don't get me wrong. There are those men who live in Fort Lauderdale, born and raised. They walk into Ramrod, they walk into the Eagle. They're like, dig's out, I'm looking to get this wet tonight. And I love those men, thank God you're here. Well, and, well about, you, remember that whole conversation... You know that whole phrase. You know, you said bear in the um, bear in the streets, pig in the sheets. Well, it that that whole that whole saying. You know that whole lady in the uh, lady in the streets, freak in the sheets. 
that that culture that's the culture you're leaving in now like you're supposed to be reserved like not being loud and boisterous like if you notice a lot of people are not that <laughs> that have literally that I think are the most beautiful men I've tried so hard and then I get that nasty moment where I'm like god man, that's so fucking hot I think you're really hot too I have to fucking hang on you know we're also I see this a lot too I see men who are literally you like, the thing is Brian you think more is more you don't you you feel like if I send you a hundred pictures then you're gonna like you know as in you don't have to send that many. You don't. You don't. You don't let people. You don't let them breathe and and fill you out. You have to. You have to. You have to. You have to turn on your. You got to turn on your. Hello, hi, my name is Brian. You got to turn on your speed dating, Brian. You go to catch oh, more. The thing is, you gotta do. You gotta turn into honey. You gotta learn the finesse of of but stroking the e- you. You gotta stroke the ego, mentally, not visually. I'm listening. Don't forget too. A lot of those spaces are smaller, but when you have a bigger space yeah. and it's spread out, it 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 takes out that conversation. So when you're when you're forced to be close to people, after a while you're sitting around the music, you start looking around, you start making eye contact, you start smiling, it's like hi hi. And the thing is, you have to you have to use this and less of this. I'm talking, but I'm talking to you. This is this is Doctor. This is Doctor. I know, but I, but I wanna, I wanna have this therapy session with you because I feel like you're not a lost cause. Okay. But I feel like they, I feel like they get it. I just feel like it was if you are transplanted from a big gay city to a small city, this is probably for them. But what I'm saying, so in that, in that context, in that context, it's more of the getting to know you. It will happen, and it's not going to happen. You, you got to just know that's not going to happen overnight, unless that's the end, huh? Never, never, and 
I, I can guarantee you, when I'm not, I've seen this, the man like, yeah, you are hot. Yeah, you are hot. And these two men, I'm like, thank God that I'm laughing. <laughs> you found your calling. That's what you should be doing. You should, you should start, you should, you should have a, a day. You should be a matchmaker. But it's based on where you is is based on where you live. That that that's and that's why I moved to New York. That's why, like I, like that's why. When I tell you I can't live anywhere else, I cannot live anywhere else. New York has ruined me from going anywhere else. Everywhere else is slow to me. I get bored unless it's a maybe Europe. Europe, I have fun. Barcelona, making notes. I had a good time, but that was during gay gay circuit week. So. It, you know, it can kind of skew the, the results, but for the most part, it's in why till I die. I can. I want to hear more people like Rick. Rick, you know what? I feel like it's linked to your future because, and I will say this: you will always take, you will never take it for granted. Like, listen, my next trip to New York for us to late night cruising work. I'm gonna say it on top of work. One day is not about work; it's just about me having fun playing because while I'm in New York, let me go take advantage of the glory holes, the <laughs> saunas and steam rooms, and let's get let's play with our dick till it's raw because we're going back to Fort Lauderdale, we're less than this tourist town. I'm fucked. Well, you, I mean, your calendar's about to fill up because Winter Pride is on its way. It is, it is. And it is late February, the- early March, I want to say. Listen, if, you got Winter Pride. You got what's your pride? Store, but what I want to just close up on really quick is we'll have to talk about it next time. I mean, it, it still is about uh, you know because the, the pandemic girl we're still in it. I get it, but I, we have to talk about next time M A L and how there was a lot of differences with it. But I saw a lot of pictures online. And the so Lentis Cruise, uh, Lentis Cruise thirtieth anniversary is this week. I'm about, to, I'm about to go on Twitter. I'm about to go on Twitter now and look at the Twitter handles. I'm sure there's some videos by now. Uh, half, of, half of my Facebook friends are on this cruise. And I'm not going to lie. I almost went on it. I If I had if I had my savings up, I would have went on it. Because they called me. They called me because I put I, I, I put it on. Uh, I, put on the, I was on the waiting list back in uh-huh. July. And they called me like last month. And I couldn't go. I, I, I saw one. I only seen one negative about Atlas Cruise. They, they, they did a bunch of pictures, which was really stupid. But well, Vakaya really uh, also has a cruise going on now. Well, yeah. MAL, they, they were masked. They, they canceled a lot of events. Also, they were... You know, well, I think, I think you have to be vaccinated in order to go on that cruise. It's, it, it has to be more than it, it. No, it it fills a lot of people. Like it's it's a huge yeah, fucking and, boat. And the nasty. It, 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 it's going. It, it's kind of like a. a what was it? Porta Vallarta. Porta Vallarta. Porto Vallarta. When they did the first one uh, last year. When they did the the the, the, the gaze over COVID, and they had the boat, the video, yeah. Yes. And they're 
wrong with it's nothing wrong with dealing with it it's denying it that's the problem like you're denying it and thinking that oh i'm gonna just wait it out and not get vaccinated you're gonna play yourself because uh, it's not covid don't care about your rights it don't care about your freedom it's going it's here to stay for a long time i give it five i give it i give it another three to five years of us dealing with covid and that's being generous New York, Connecticut, and Jersey are the only ones states that's going down in cases because of our our mass policies and like our vaccination. So it's like well, it's. Know, like said, that's all we can really all hope for. We're all, you know, I, I really think that I have to have some immunity because between flying to New York, flying back, my best friends got COVID. When I got back, I had to. Well, you don't. You're not really in a lot of people's face. You're not interacting with a lot of people. I'm not, but the thing is, this in one week, excuse me, nine days, I was they got COVID right after. So I was clearly in a house on Christmas Eve and Christmas morning with the COVID virus. God knows, because I'm not stupid. I was in two busy airports on Christmas Day after I was in New York City when Christmas. The thing is, I'm not trying to jinx it, but like. I, there's, you know, I came in such contact with COVID. God bless Jesus Christ of Nazareth that I have a strong immune system every day, and I'm grateful. But the thing is, even me saying that, even as I'm about to put on my shoes and go to the Ramrod and Eagle, it's going out there knowing 
there might be someone at the Eagle or Grandma, whatever I end up going for 30 minutes. They might have COVID, and they just like the flu. Baby, I don't want to have the flu until I wake up, and all of a sudden I'm vomiting, snot's rolling around my nose. Oops, I'm so sorry that I went to the cocktail last night. I remember there, there was one Tuesday, I, I literally, I was, I was having my, my shift drink at like 5 in the morning. I was like, ooh, maybe I smoked too much today. The next day I have the flu. Well, I'm so sorry, 300 men, that I clearly just served you all drinks. This is life, you know, it's like, like, yeah, oh, shit, we don't have to sit the bartender, you know, like, even restaurants, my best friend, who I was talking about, uh, who had COVID, she literally was walked into work fine, all of a sudden halfway through her shift, being a waitress, and now, again, this is the different world we're in, waitresses, bartenders, you know, we don't always, like, everyone, like, you know, you're in the office, you're sick, whatever, but the food industry now, it, it, this is where the food industry bar has changed, you know, forget about, you know, we don't have sick days, and we don't have, you know, uh, these different benefits. But even, like, I'm going to say, too, when you do have sick days and benefits, even offices, like, ooh, Jerry started to look a little sick today as we were typing. I don't know. I was making fun of people who work at real jobs. You know, but now we're in this world where, uh, Jerry, I don't care. It's 12 o'clock. Pack up your stuff and go home. We don't want you in the office. But for the food and beverage industry, it's even worse. Because the thing is, I'm going to say this again, Jerry feels a little tingle is going to call out to your sick date in the food and beverage industry and you know bars clubs strippers go-go dancers we always go to work sick because we don't have sick days and i'm going to say this as a bartender there's many times that i've been basically unless i have diarrhea because i wear a job strap my <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> I, I remember I was sticking that thing on my nose. That, that I had my menthol thing. So I'm like, oh, God, I can't breathe out of my nose. Okay, I'm going back up. And I was like, ugh. Because, baby, I think we need money, you know? Not money. <laughs> There's no sick days. So that's what I'm trying to say. The world is changing. That's my friend who I was talking about. They literally were like, the second she started to, like, feel, like, white in the face, they're like, and your shift's done. And she was like, I'm fine. I can't sick. You know, she said, "Scotch the mother." No, I'm fine. Like, no, 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 no. You're not understanding us. It's a new world now. There's no more sick waitresses. There's no more sick bartenders. Because that shit spread. You know the thing is, is that those places you're sitting for a long time, and you're eating in like, people don't realize like, because you know I work at, I work at a vac, a COVID Express, so I do the swabbing for patients. You really find out like that's the swabbing. It's it's microscopic. When I'm going to somebody's nose, it's not even. It's not always like the ones who got runny nose to have COVID. It's not like you could just clean them out. It's very. You. I don't think I even like know I will have any sample on there. It goes in the solution and it gets microscopic. You know they go and analyze it in the lab. It's it's not a it's. It can, they can, it can, and it can spread. There's a segment on the news where they have dolls they can smell when someone has COVID. So they would trace it like, okay, if a, <laughs> if a doll sits, you know how those, you know how drug dolls at airports, you know how there's, you know how there's drug dogs in airports. I do not believe, I think that I, I want, I'm not going to say I don't believe you. 
They have. Don't smell if you have COVID. They can. Oh, they can. Once they smell something that has like somebody, what they do is they take an item that has COVID. Like somebody have like different. You have COVID, and you like they know you test positive for. You will sneeze on it. The dog will sniff that and go around and will trace it. Less the odds their their immune system is totally different from ours. Their body handles things a lot different. That's why you rarely you rarely hear animals. But like just like how dogs can smell out drugs and stuff like that, like bombs, like they can smell. They their sense that their sensor is hypersensitive. That's why you give them go find this person. Not not oh you're a human. I'm gonna go find every human that's a, no. Go find a specific person because there's something in a dog's nose they can analyze and trace things and hunt it back. Like, is like animals are. When are we all just going to be able to go to gangbangs again and feel free of just getting gonorrhea? God damn it, this pandemic. So, that was fascinating. Yeah, I, I saw that, and they can. And they and they can what they'll say the the thing is is it was dealing with children because you know that there's a small group that can't get vaccinated at all. So when they had it in schools, it's like you know it's kind of like hey you know without being like too like because dog just the dog doesn't bark it these dogs don't bark or anything. They just sniff, they get a scent and they let you know where it's happened and they'll find like and they'll go in a room if a dog sit next to the kid that's the kid that has COVID. Was it, you know they come back to Florida, Fort Lauderdale, from that from that cruise. So you're gonna you're gonna see an influx of them coming in, and not a lot of them. I know they're not gonna come. Because of COVID, 
we also have to take that step of do I want to go out to this place to be See for me I'm for me I'm hibernating until like spring. So like next month is like I've been like working on my diet and just eating at home and then I know I'm getting cabin fever around February like President's Day. But the thing is, the thing is, it's like, if they're dying, it's because they're unvaccinated. At this point, it's like, you, nobody, like, it's like, very few people are dying from COVID that's vaccinated. Unless they had an immuno, unless they're immunocompromised. For the most part, we, we're, huh? Oh, yeah. I'm just Rick Easley. That's it. You know. Just Rick, 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 Rick,
All right. Bye.